Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Authentic Filters. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, We want to thank you for tuning in to our first episode earlier this week entitled George Floyd, The Trial. Um, If you haven't had a chance to check that one out, please visit our website at AuthenticFilters.com or you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, We would love it if you could leave us a review and subscribe and definitely share it to anyone else that you think that might be interested. Um, But with that said, we hope that you all have had a great weekend and a great week. And um, let's get into it. All right. So our topic today is we're going to talk about COVID-19 and the pandemic. So let's go ahead and get right into it, Anthony. You know, during the Trump administration, my question for you is how do you think they handled the pandemic once they were informed about it? Was there that call to action or did they just sit on it and not believe that it was actually happening? Well, if I remember, I think it was definitely something that was kept under wraps for quite some time. If I recall, it wasn't until probably mid-February to early March in which we started to see that things were getting pretty serious. But from January and, and even back in December of 2019, I think I'd heard like a little bit about it, but it wasn't anything that was major for um, the U.S. at that point. So I I think that they could have definitely done a better job in terms of preparing us as Americans for it. But I would say that they definitely kept it under wraps in the very beginning, uh, which, which didn't work out so well in the long run. I would have to concur with that. Um, as you guys know, COVID-19 is COVID-19 because it was actually discovered in 2019. Um, Trump's administration did not inform the American people until 2020. And I believe it actually was January because things literally went downstream pretty quickly. If you kind of go back in time and look at the timeline, I know for for me, um, the company that I work for in March, the, the top of March of 2020, they said, okay, we're shutting down, everybody go home, figure it out and, and go work from home. And so it quickly went from, you know, January of 2020 of being informed to basically March of 2020 to where the world literally shut down. Um, You know, if you kind of go back then, it was hard to even be out, go to the grocery store, shop, any store you went to, there was just a limited amount of food on the shelves. Uh, I remember going to a couple Walmarts and there was no meat. Um, it was like, wow, you know, in our lifetime, this is this is serious. This is really a pandemic. And if you kind of go back in history, the last big pandemic that we actually had was, I believe, the Spanish flu, uh, where we lost well over 100 million lives back then. And they didn't really know how to contain it like they were able to somewhat contain it um, during this time. 
That moves us to the next question. As I mentioned before, the pandemic has been going on for over one year now. In what way has this altered or even impacted your life? I think it impacted my life uh, pretty much probably like it impacted a lot of people's lives, which was having to readjust how you do things, especially when it came to work. And I know most people had to work from home. Uh, for me, being a real estate agent is what I am full-time. I still was able to go into my office just because we're more of a boutique agency. And we still were able to show homes because we were considered an essential business, which is pretty good. But I would say we just had to adjust protocol-wise in terms of what type of health practices that we put in place, wearing your PPE, uh, bringing sanitizers, limiting the amount of people that could go into showings at any given time, and the amount of people that you could bring with you to a showing or to an appointment anyway. Um, so there are definitely some adjustments that needed to be made, but I think I was pretty fortunate for the most part because I was still able to go to work and to continue on like normal. It's just I had to adjust a few different things in how I approached working. Okay. And so that leads me into before I kind of, you know, explain how it really impacted, you know, my life. Um, I want the audience to really kind of know a little bit more about, you know, Anthony and Lisa. We actually have another business venture together, um, which is actually remodeling homes. And you, you did share with the audience that you are a real estate agent, but also tell them how that actually impacted um, our remodel business. Because at that time, we actually had just completed a remodel the end of December 2019 and you actually put it on the market I believe it was December 27th of 2019 right and kind of talk about the struggles and the challenges uh, that you had to face during COVID-19 when really the world was locked down but still trying to show the house in order to get it sold right uh, I mean, we, we put the house on as soon as it was done. It took a little bit longer because it was a bigger project for us. But we put that house on, like you said, December 27th. I think we got our first offer in January. And um, it was going pretty well. We almost got to closing, but it, it fell out for um, financing reasons. So we had to put it back on the market. When we did, I believe that was um, early February is when we put it back on. And then that's when things were starting to become more notable in terms of the pandemic and it reaching to the U.S. Because, I mean, you would see stuff on the news that, you know, it's getting worse in like Europe and, and Asia and, and those other countries, but it hadn't quite gotten here yet. Um, so we were still somewhat in the clear. So we put the house back on the market. Uh, it was it was hot at that time because we were headed, you know, into that spring and summer market coming up. We got another offer. Um, that one ended up falling through, and um, we had the same thing happen, I think, two additional times. So we had it under contract four times. I want to say two or three of them fell out because of the COVID-19 and, and the buyers feeling nervous in terms of either moving or having people in their own houses because they, they also had properties to sell. So we came down to the wire, and we had to essentially 
do a fire sale because our, our loan was due back in, I want to say, April to begin with. And I believe it was May. No, it was April, and I had them. They were able to extend it oh, for us to May. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, it was it was due back in, in April to begin with, and we just knew, you know, with this pandemic shaping up and, and getting more serious, I mean, at that point we were in March, and we were on offer number three, and that's when things were actually shutting down and businesses were, were closing. We just <laughs> had to keep lowering that price, you know, every week, every other week, um, just so that we could get it off of our books, because the last thing we wanted was to put in the months and months worth of work and then not be able to reap any type of reward from it and have it go back to our lender. Um, so that was, you know, aside from me being a real estate agent, that definitely was a negative that affected our business for for 2020 for two lane concepts. Yeah, and, and and I have to you know shadow you know what Anthony just said. It was a challenge for definitely for Anthony being a real estate agent, and it really just kind of just showed um, his skill set because I believe you was able to get that house so get it under contract, get it sold two weeks before the loan was actually yeah. due, and I was nervous. I was so nervous because we had put so much sweat and tears and passion. Uh, and like we do with every remodel, we put a lot of thought and passion into our projects because we sit and look at these projects as though we we're going to actually live in them. But on a, that's a whole nother episode. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, um, those were some of the challenges that we both faced in um, 2020. And for me, it, you know, my full time job is, you know, I do accounting. And it wasn't that bad when, you know, my employer said, okay, you and your team now go home and and work remote. I was able to figure it out and still um, make sure that we're delivering our deliverables and our SLAs to our our external and internal clients that we serve. So it wasn't that bad for uh, me um, as far as my my full-time job. Um, So that that now moves us on to my next question I want to ask. Now we have a new president. We have Joe Biden. Under the Biden administration, has things gotten better or worse when it comes to containing the pandemic? What are are your thoughts on that? I think things have gotten better, mainly from the point that it's not chaotic coming from the White House. I think with the last administration, you know, they were, every day was just, it was just a bunch of chaos because that, you know, President Trump was putting out just stuff that wasn't necessary and he wasn't being forthright and honest with the American people in terms of the severity of it, in terms of what actually needs to take place. I mean, he was throwing out, you know, stuff that just didn't need to be out there, you know, drinking, I think, what did he say? Drink Clorox or something like that? He asked the question, so if if they drink some bleach Clorox, will that you know help kill the the virus? Yeah, that's just it needs- and pe- and actually there were a few people that actually listened to the president uh, Trump mm-hmm. and they actually drank the Clorox. Right, his 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 stuff was not making sense, and it just wasn't sensible for him to be saying that stuff in public. Um, so it was definitely chaotic. I think now, especially with this new administration, you can see. I mean. The energy is just different. It just feels like people know what they're doing. They've been there before, and um, they—they're professional. Are, they're professional. That's—that's that's the word. They are professional. So, I think a lot more people are, are 
a lot more calm. Mm-hmm. And Biden from the from the jump said, you know, we're going to do a 100 day mask mandate. I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Let's not beat around the bush on that. You need to get vaccinated. They um, definitely ramped up getting the vaccine out to all the states that were lacking in the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I think the states in general at the state level, they were able to put in um, better procedures and protocols in terms of getting people to the vaccination sites, getting them in, getting them out, getting them scheduled for the second shot if they needed them. So I think we're, I mean, it's, it's moving along now. I don't, I don't know how many people have been vaccinated so far. Do you? Yeah, I do. So I do have some stats, but let me kind of go back in time. So as you guys all know, we now have several vaccines out there um, under the, the Biden administration. You know, as Anthony said, the 100 day ma- uh, mass mandate, um, we all been in compliance with that. I think now um, some states are starting to lift that um, that ban, that mm-hmm. mandate. And it, it's OK if you've already been vaccinated right now i believe you have pfizer and i believe there is moderma um so far i've had one shot of the pfizer i get my next shot next week and then of course my husband he's he's already had both doses of pfizer and he does when he got his second dose um he did you know experience some symptoms some chills and things like that so i guess i'm gonna have to look forward to that um anthony you mentioned that you got your first dose of the pfizer about what three weeks ago uh yeah well i think it was almost two weeks ago because i get my second shot this coming this week coming week so yeah well yeah we both get ours this coming right. week so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna see about you know eating a lot of fruit and just taking some multivitamins so that i can possibly not experience those the, side effects those side effects and it might just be for the person even though the second shot does bring for some people side effects you know they did report on the news that uh more than five million people have opt out on taking the second shot um don't know what that means i mean yeah you got the first shot i don't know if that first shot is going to be enough to um say that you're going to be free of COVID. it's just it's hard to say but they have been reporting that you know, if you got the first shot, they encourage you to go and get the second shot. And with over 5 million people opting out for that second shot, that's not good. So just something to think about. Why do but you think they're opting out of that second shot? I think they're scared because of the side effects. I think there's just, like you mentioned before, each person is different. Mm-hmm. Each person has different health issues, or maybe some people don't have any health issues. Some people are healthy. Some people are not healthy. So it just really kind of depends on that person. But I do think that it's really kind of the fear of they don't want to experience the side effects that comes with that second shot. But I want to talk about some stats here. You know, during this pandemic, like I said, we've been in this pandemic for over a year now. And even though they have vaccines out there, we're still in this pandemic because you globally, you still have areas like India. That's the hot spot right now. Just recently, Biden, he basically told everyone, do not go over to India. So there's a ban on even traveling over to India Mm -hmm. because they don't even have, I think, vaccines over there. So that's the hot spot. And right now, if you get it, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty bad over it, there. It's pretty bad. In the U.S., there were 33.1 million cases 
And out of those 33.1 million cases, that resulted into 590,000 deaths in the U.S. On the global scale, there were 152 million cases. Think about that. 152 million people reported having COVID, and they actually did have COVID. And, and, and the results from that globally, that ended in 3.19 million. So over 3 million people have died from COVID mm-hmm. worldwide. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I mean, they talked about people like that didn't even die in World War One and Two. Yeah. To see, sit here and see this because it kind of goes back to the call of action under the Trump administration. Now that we're under the Biden administration, there are things that are being done differently, handled differently by professional people. Well, this is, I mean, you can't just put it all on the previous administration because it's a global event. So I think it's... It's True. about all of the, you know, powers to be working mm-hmm. together for the common goal of eradicating this virus. And that's true because, you know, I think we all know where the virus originated from, whether it came from this Wuhan market, meat marketplace, or was it man-made and it came out of a lab. But regardless, though, it didn't originate here in the U.S. We all know that. But regardless, like you just mentioned, if all the leaders would have came together to work together to try to contain this and come up with a plan Mm -hmm. globally, then things would have been a little bit different than what they were now. I think so. But with with that being said, I want to respond my thoughts on the Biden administration. I feel like with this new leadership in place, we're on a path to recovery. Um, We have the vaccines out there. People are getting vaccinated. People are getting money, whether it's that that $600 or that just recently um, $1,400. People that were on unemployment, if there was a loss of wages, they're getting additional money. The child care credit, people are starting to see a change. And I definitely feel like The folks that have been really impacted are the middle class and then the folks that live below that poverty line. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're starting to see they're getting the help that they need, and which is a good thing. That brings me to my last question. And I think you kind of answered this, you know, and I think I, I also did too. Do you see light at the end of the tunnel? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we're pretty much there I would say, for the most part, in terms of being able to reopen states up in certain ways. I just think everyone needs to get vaccinated that hasn't. And you're going to always have those people that are conspiracy theorists or have read this or read that, and they they just will not get the vaccine regardless. So that's, you know, kind of unfortunate given the the data and the stats that we have. Um, And one thing to keep in mind is that I think pretty much any vaccine that you get or, you know, medicine that you even take is potentially going to have some type of side effects. So it's not like it's anything new to experience, you know, side effects. But I think it could be uh, the expediency in which this vaccine was created, which might be putting some people off because, I mean, it was developed pretty quick. But then again, it needed to be given the situation that we're in. So I definitely see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I I think, you know, once we start taking 
mask off. Well, people are anyway. I mean, they just opened it up last week for us mm-hmm. here in, in Kansas City that, you know, you don't have to wear a mask necessarily unless the business requires states, it. Right, yeah. Unless the business requires it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to each his own, I think you still need to be sensible when you go places. But I, th- I think that we are headed in the right direction. I think um, what Biden and the administration is putting out in terms of pumping, you know, money and resources back into the American economy is really good mm-hmm. with all the, the things that they're trying to accomplish. So hopefully m- a majority of those items will be completed versus not, you know, given that the, the Democrats have the House and the Senate and then the White House as well. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I definitely feel, I feel like... It feels different. It feels different. It, it feels good. It feels good, yeah. It doesn't feel, like I said, chaotic. It doesn't feel, I think for me, it, it felt dark. felt dark. It, felt, it, it was like, you know, I don't really talk about my religious beliefs, but, um, and I do have a close relationship with God, but I felt like if I was, when I was talking to him and, and calling on him and praying to him, I felt like he was far, far, far away. That's how dark it was. And and then it wasn't it when I say dark, it was it was both. It was in my mind and it was visually. It I would go outside I'm like, when was the last time we saw the sun? It just seemed gloomy. It was just dark. It just felt like we all was in that sunken place and we was trying to get out and didn't know how to get out. Yeah, and, and I kind of felt like I would call and pray to God and he heard him. He heard my, my prayers, but he was just too far away. That's what it felt like to me. And that was my experience. But um, do I, I feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel? Most definitely. It just, it feels like a new day. Yeah. And which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. All right. All right. Well, this was kind of a shorter episode, but we just wanted to check in with everybody and see you know, how things are going, given that we are now officially a year in, mm-hmm. right? We're a year yeah, into it, this pandemic. It is over a year. And it's, when you really kind of sit here and think about it, it's hard to even fathom, like, wow, we've been in this pandemic for over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said before, new beginnings. New beginnings. That is right. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into episode number two for Authentic Filters. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, you can visit us at AuthenticFilters.com. And if you have any questions for us, you can always email us at hello at AuthenticFilters.com. We'll definitely read your emails and get back to you. And until next time, later.